my name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Thanks for coming back to another episode of the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Like I said, my name is Zach, and I'm your host. In today's episode, we talk about how remote work and video conferencing are really helping people live wherever they want to live and work wherever they want to work. My guest today is Chris Prodi, the Vice President and Chief of Staff to the CEO at LogMeIn. According to Chris, users of the company's go-to-meeting video conferencing product are really moving away from big, expensive cities. When we look at November 2020 data and compare it with data from the November prior, we see that meetings taken in cities like Chicago, Boston, New York City, and San Francisco are reduced by at least 22%. Chris and I talk about how remote work is also giving employees the flexibility to live wherever they want to live and giving organizations the ability to hire from wherever they want to hire. Before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder that the My Tech Decisions podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to hear weekly interviews with IT experts that can help you make the right decisions for your organization. Now here's Chris Parati. Great, awesome. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Uh, like I said, thanks for uh, coming on. I appreciate it. Um, so why did you guys look at look at this data? You know, what were you expecting? Did you guys come in with like a any hunch of what to expect? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, Zach, just for uh, you know, way of just you know looking at the data we have, we we host about 100 million meetings a year, um, and in 2020 we we host about 42 billion audio minutes across our platforms for our customers. So, you know, I think what where our hunch was, we knew this remote this remote centric trend was was happening. It was starting years ago. We knew COVID was really accelerating it. Not only, um, I think that the the real tip off was our own employees, right? We had a lot of folks like myself. I've I've relocated. I've moved. Lots of conversations internally with people who are, you know, um, escaping uh, suboptimal working working environments, as as we all have, um, and and a lot of those moves have become permanent. So we started looking at our own data, um, and we looked at some key cities around the country. So San Francisco, Boston, New York City, uh, and Chicago. And we cohorted those, you know, those folks who had atten- had hosted meetings on our platform uh, a, a year ago, November 19, and then compared it to the day the same 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 hosts in November of 20. Um, and although our overall usage of the platform had increased 10x because of COVID, um, the usage in those cities and by those uh, hosts had decreased considerably in terms of where they were. So uh, what we saw was a lot of folks in San Francisco or New York had moved and were now hosting meetings from New Jersey or other parts of California or moved out of the state altogether. Um, in Boston, for example, lots of movement to Connecticut and New Hampshire and, and Rhode Island and the like. So it sort of starts to support what we were, you know, feeling anecdotally, uh, both internally and what you're reading and what you're reading in the news. Yeah. Are you finding that people are moving to less expensive areas, you know, outside of those big cities like 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 Boston? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the data shows that. Um, it's it's either about space, right? It's yeah. about uh, it's about space to work effectively. Um, it's hard to know until we see how this thing settle out if people are moving to 
Um, is it I'm moving to a uh, I'm going to stay with my parents for a little while because my apartment in the city is too small and I don't have space on the kitchen table with my roommates. Right. Mm -hmm. Or is it I've permanently moved to get more space? Um, is it I'm moving to a low cost, uh, you know, location because my company now allows me to work remote. Right. So it's it's a little bit of, of probably all of the above, although I imagine that we are going to see more of the uh, of the latter, which is I'm permanently moving to a place where. My quality of life, uh, the cost of living um, is something that I can, you know, uh, is more attractive than sort of fighting and clawing to live, you know, in an urban yeah. urban center close to my office. And right. I know that that's that's not my why I moved to Vermont, but it's it's a big part of, you know, the, the life I give my kids now. Where did you move from? I moved from Boston from uh, I was in okay. Dorchester uh, for 20 years, living, you know, living, living kind of the urban dream. I, you know, I was a, yeah. a, a, a tea right away from from our headquarters yeah. um, and uh, in the city. Um, and, you know, we had the opportunity to, to, to sort of get away and enjoy the space during the pandemic. And it's it's become permanent. So, well, yeah. So you moved to Vermont. Um, you know, can you talk about that and, you know, why and how? You know, technology like video conferencing and, and unified communications allows you to to you know move away from uh, your company's office. Yeah, um, you know, we we obviously shut the offices down uh, out of you know health and safety precautions in last March, along with everybody else. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to have a, a home up in Vermont that my wife, who is also in tech, who is working mm -hmm. from home, uh, my kids are remote schooling, so there's really nothing at that point holding us to to right. Boston. Um, so we came up to sort of ride it out. We packed two weeks of clothes and two weeks worth of food. Actually, I remember specifically because we're going to come up for two weeks and then, you know, hey, two weeks, it'll all be over and we'll come back home. Yeah, right. uh, and, uh, and we came up and we didn't miss a beat because, you know, go to meeting and, and go to connect. You know, people can call me on my office phone. It really doesn't matter where I physically am. Um, it's, it's really the time zone is really the only the only kind of restrictor uh, in, in my world now. Um, and as the bandwidth was uh, infrastructure and bandwidth was sufficient up here in Vermont to support both my wife and I and our kids uh, online all day, um, really didn't miss a beat productivity wise from where we were in Boston. And, and when you couple that on with the um, the quality of life elements of getting outside and having space and, and you know, letting my kids run around the yard versus being in a city. Uh, and just having fewer people around, to be honest, uh, in yeah. the midst of a pandemic. If you remember where everyone was in March, April, there was is a bit. Um, although the numbers aren't any better now, there was more panic and more fear of the unknown back in March and April. So right. it did great for our our mental health. Um, and and I, it's actually funny when we when we enrolled, we decided to move up here and we enrolled in school. We talked to the uh, the, the elementary school and. The uh, fifth grade teacher said, it's interesting in a town like in, in Vermont, where I am, the population inc has increased um, at the same rate as the internet bandwidth has over the last oh, like five, wow. 10 years. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, like, it, so there's, there's a, there has been a sort of a trickle of, you know, tech professionals, work at home folks moving into Vermont, into these towns um, as the infrastructure would support it. And now it's been a little bit more of a, a, a you know, a, a rush in the last year mm -hmm. versus a trickle uh, up up to that point. But but I have got, it really have not been held back at all. The tools and the and technology and collaboration tools are have been, you know, really, really uh, yeah. uh, so, so useful. Um, where to Vermont uh, did you move? And, you know, are, are you finding people are moving to similar, you know, rural type areas or just, you know, smaller kind of, uh, you know, like, hipster type cities like Burlington, you know, Portland, et cetera. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I'm in yeah. Stowe, 
um, which, yeah, which so is, like a ski ski town. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think just, you know, from conversations and people I've met and, and, and I've posted some articles on LinkedIn and gotten some direct messages from that where, you know, there's definitely a, a, um, a growing sort of tech boom in smaller cities like Burlington, like I think the other ones that people know about, like Austin and, and Asheville, North Carolina and Nashville and mm. sort of, you know, not quite the tier one uh, super expensive cities like Boston and in San Francisco and New York, but great cities, lots of activity, uh, lower, lower uh, cost of living. But I've also found quite a number of people who are using the opportunity to move somewhere to indulge whatever their passion might be right so hey i want to move i want to live I, I love to be by the beach i love to surf i'm going to find a place on the beach somewhere i love to ski i love to be outside i love to hike or i just you know what i don't i like to be a hermit in the woods right and i've been joking yeah. all this year like well i'm just up here hiding in the woods while, while this all passes <laughs> yeah. um but i just think it gives people the flexibility to think about what's most important to them, what makes them happy, what gives them the right quality of life without worrying, you know, how long is my commute gonna be, right? Which is mm -hmm. sort of like the number one thing that you you know you consider when you're deciding where you wanna live um, historically. Yeah. Um, you know, what about for the future? Are you in Vermont for good? And, you know, what's to say about, you know, your customers and how they're looking at, you know, the future of remote work and it's just, this will be a thing that has, you know, a lot of staying power uh, once COVID is over. Yeah, no, I, it it is permanent for me. Um, I do think that this is this is a permanent trend. I mean, I think when there, if you think about um, what we have learned collectively over the last year, and I think a company like LogMeIn was kind of uniquely situated to 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 make this transition because of the tools we make and the products we make and how we've worked already as a global distributed company. But I think as other folks have been forced into it, the pace of learning has increased dramatically over the last year. And when things go back to normal, whatever that looks like, the, the next normal, um, there's a lot of uh, notions and uh, assumptions that have been debunked or, or pressure tested, e even with us, right? Hey, we can never close our books fully remote. Yep, we've done that a number of times, right? Uh, our sales teams, they really need uh, coaching in person. Well, they can actually still be successful and be fully distributed and remote. There's, there's tools and technology to, to help with that. Um, so I think now we're moving into the, it can be done, how do you do it really effectively or, or, or efficiently? And how does that change the way you think about sourcing talent? Uh, how does it change the way yeah. you think about onboarding, uh, building culture, uh, and, and kind of moving away from uh, the, the office of the center of gravity, but the employee connections as the center of gravity? And mm -hmm. those, are, those are the sort of the challenges that we're, that we're thinking through right now. Um, and I think we're trying to get ahead of it so, so we can help our customers with that as, as, as they become facing the same things. Um, so, yeah, so I think, I mean, you guys are no stranger to this way of working since this is literally what you guys build and, and sell. Um, but for companies that, you know, aren't, you know, as quick to adopt these kind of technologies, and I think there are two different schools of thought. One is, yeah, remote work will allow companies to tap into that global workforce and, um, you know, kind of this asynchronous way of working. working. But also, um, people are getting a little tired of being home all the time. I think a lot of people are, you know, starving for that, you know, in-person, uh, you know, water cooler uh, type uh, type of work. Um, you know, what do you guys are you get, are you hearing from your customers that they're doubling down on this or that they are kind of taking a wait and see or or a kind of a hybrid approach? I think it's a little bit of of wait and see and a hybrid approach. I think it varies, but but there's certainly a wait and see and and. You know, one of the things that we all have to remember and and we spend a lot of time reminding ourselves this is the current state where you know you're in your home office i'm in my home office 
and I don't really have a lot of social outlets, right? I, I'm not I'm not going to the office and meeting my colleagues and and doing that. I'm also not going down to watch the game at the bar or or having dinner with friends. I'm, I'm not doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. So it is it is sort of you know it's it is it forces you to you must have a wait and see attitude because we know at some point um, our our social lives and our our human interactions are gonna are gonna kind of revert back to to what we had, and then we'll have a better picture of where do we need the collaboration and face-to-face uh, activities with our co- co-workers and our colleagues to be productive? Um, and then what form do those take? So for us, you know, I, I don't think the days of, of going to the office and sitting at a desk uh, nine to five to get my work done heads down, I think those days are over. I think the, the, uh, the, the use of the office and the physical space will be about collaborating, will be about building teams, will be about solving problems or doing a workshop. Uh, but when I need to get my work done, I think I'll be home. Uh, and I think that's that's sort of the model that w- that we're adopting, which it is a hybrid model. Um, it's going to introduce uh, some some new challenges for us to work through. Um, we are going to have, you know, w- one of the biggest things that we are focused on and making sure there's no inequity between the people who are uh, remote workers 100% of the time and those who are in the office maybe one or two days a week. Right. Uh, that, that those experience and those those the benefits and the 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 um, the engagement levels as an employee are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think that's where we're headed. Um, and I think where we're going to see is, and a lot of the data supports it, is is decreased, you know, physical office spaces, uh, more hoteling, uh, and then more sort of a evolution of what office space is really used for. Yeah. And are you guys uh, looking to hire outside of, you know, your, your, your major um, areas like, you know, uh, Boston, California, New York, et cetera? Absolutely, Zach. Um, so that and that's a huge benefit of this. Uh, not only to to be able to to source the the talent we need to solve some some real critical business problems that we have, but also to help us with things like uh, our you know diversity inclusion, right? So if you think about how do you drive DNI as as a corporation, mm-hmm. and you are somewhat limited to the locales that you happen to have offices in, uh, mm-hmm. and those locales may not be the most diverse places in the world, uh, but but by able to uh, recruit and attract talent, not only in different areas, but where we have different um, skill sets. So uh, a good example is um, we obviously we we have a lot of audio talent in our in in-house uh, audio engineers. Um, we do not have an office or hire in Kansas, for example. But there's actually a lot of great audio engineers in Kansas because of the Sprint, you know, Sprint headquarters and 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 so on. Uh, so now, by being remote centric, we actually have the opportunity to to, to embrace and and kind of recruit in that market. Now, it creates other challenges because we're not a known commodity in those in those markets, right? So we don't have the brand that we do in our core cities. So that that creates sort of a a, a different challenge for us to face. So it's about building the brand, but also uh, you know opening up new new pipelines of talent for us. Right, right. Uh, Chris, not gonna lie, you look like you live in Vermont. <laughs> was uh, did you have the beard before? Did you grow it since you've been in Vermont? Uh, I have had the beard, Zach. Actually, people have told me that I look like I live in Vermont for years now. So I feel like maybe I finally, <laughs> yeah. maybe I finally fulfilled my destiny. The the yeah. the beard the beard was much larger uh, a few years ago. So oh, really? I'm uh, yeah, and I finally cut yeah, my yeah. hair actually this year. <laughs> you cut your hair? My hair, I didn't cut it from uh, pandemic begin to oh, New Year's wow. Day this year. So I went all 2020 without it, without a haircut. Um, you know, I like once once you get going in something, you got to see it all the way through. So and then, <laughs> right. uh, and then my wife gave me a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I gave myself um, a haircut a couple times during COVID. Uh, the first two times, actually not too bad. Last time, I was like, oh, oh no, what did I do? And I had to <laughs> had to go to a barber. Um, are you from New England? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm from Connecticut originally, and then okay. uh, I went to went to went to school in Boston and was there until till this year. So. Mm. Sort of 20 years in Connecticut, 20 years in Boston, and we'll see how many years in Vermont. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think that answers all the questions I had. Well, this is um, anything else you think we need to hit on. Um, you know, any any other trends that you guys found that, that we haven't talked about yet? I mean, what the other thing that we've seen with our with our own data is, uh, which is new data, um, is that not only are we we're having more more meetings and in different places like we talked about as people move out of these cities, but I think this this comes as no surprise. But they're they're larger meetings, right? They're they're doubling mm -hmm. in size. We went from having uh, you know three to four people in a meeting to six to seven. Our webinar our webinar size went from twenty five to forty three, and we've seen some real spikes in specific industries like biotech and healthcare and government. Kind of again reinforces what you probably would think just reading the news yeah. and living living here. Um, and mobile mobile usage has actually increased five percent uh, year over year, right. which to me speaks to you know this 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 fatigue that we all have sitting at a desk and looking at a video yes. meeting. Uh, so I think people are starting to embrace. You know what? I don't need to sit here. Let me take a walk uh, and, mm -hmm. and and join the meeting on the walk. Or um, ironically, we've been talking a lot about hey, let's use phone calls. Let's like kind of go you know back to the future here a little bit. Let's just pick up the phone and call each other. Yeah. Um, which is which is interesting because I don't know about you, but the last few years as a professional, I've been so adopting of you know video conferencing and video meetings that the the phone has just been a sort of a forgotten mode of of communication, especially yeah. you know synchronous, right? So, and our video meetings have gone up four x. Um, <clears throat> and then I think the la the last data point I'll share with you is you know this work from anywhere is also about flex working, right? So remote working is about making being flexible with your schedule, making time, whether it's so you could pick up your kids from school or you could go skiing in the morning or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so people are starting to work, you know, off cycle schedules, uh, especially in a global environment where people are working with other time zones. And and we've seen in our data, our our meetings outside of traditional nine, nine to five increase from three percent to eight and a half percent of all the meetings hosted on our platform. So, you know, a, a, you know, more than two X increase uh, of those outside of normal business hour meetings. So, so I think people are are, are sp spreading. They're spreading their 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 physical location. They're also spreading when they work uh, and how they work, right, on foot or or outside and and outside normal business hours. So, yeah, on that point about video, I think people are getting really tired of having to look presentable while they're in the comfort <laughs> of their own homes. I mean, you caught me on a good day. I put on a, a nice sweater and I, you know, I some gel in my hair, so I'm, I'm feeling okay by myself, but usually I look like just garbage around this time, 10, yeah. 20 a.m., you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, um, I think people are definitely getting sick of just staying in front of a, a camera all day. Well, I'm not sure. wearing any pants, Zach, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> hope you are. <laughs> I, I am. I'm not wearing, I haven't worn shoes or shoes in a year though. Oh, that, so that, dude, I've been yeah. rocking slippers since March, man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you would like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechdecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWComo. Until next time.